my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, March the 29th. And wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness today. Thanks, my friends, for being present with me and opening up uh, God's Word together. Now, this gospel today makes a liar of me. You know, I said in Lent that we do not read sequentially. We're going to jump around. And uh, the first reading generally will be selected uh, um, to match the gospel. Well, today, my friends, the gospel is sequential immediately following yesterday's gospel. So if you recall, yesterday we were at the end of chapter four, right? Jesus had been for the beginning and the majority of chapter four in Samaria, talking to the woman at the well. Then he comes home to Galilee, and a royal official uh, asks Jesus to heal his son. And that takes up the rest of chapter 4. And he sends the the royal official on his way and says, go, your son is healed. And uh, it's on that journey that uh, that he comes to uh, know the healing of of his son. And, uh, And that at the end of that journey, the... Uh, conversion of his entire family. So today we're going to start chapter 5 of John. So John 5, 1 to 16. It's a little longer. Yesterday's was a very lengthy pod. I'll try to make today's a little more brief. No promises, but let's dive right in. I'm going to read the New American Translation. So this would be the one that you would hear if you go to Mass today. So John 5, 1 to 16. Let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem at the Sheep Gate a pool called in Hebrew Bethesda with five porticos. In these lay a large number of ill, blind, lame, and crippled. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been ill for a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I am on my way, someone else gets down there before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your mat, and walk. Immediately the man became well, took up his mat, and walked. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who was cured, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to carry your mat. He answered them, The man who made me well told me, Take up your mat and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who told you, Take it up and walk? The man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away since there was a crowd there. After this, Jesus found him in the temple area and said to him, Look, you are well. Do not sin any more, so that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went and told the Jews that Jesus was the one who made him well. Therefore, 
the Jews began to persecute Jesus because he did this on a Sabbath. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So first, just a a little uh, addendum. When it says, so the Jews said to the man who cured him, it is the Sabbath and not lawful for you to carry. You know, who is the one who told you to do that? And then when he went back to the Jews and said, this is the one, he didn't go to the people entire. I mean, of course not, right? So what it means is he's talking to the leadership within the Jewish. Now, why is that important? Because, my friends, for far too long, uh, for centuries, we as Christian church, I know we as a Catholic church, have, uh, have painted with a larger brush and, uh, and then therefore held the Jews, quote-unquote, meaning the people entire, in, in, in their entirety, uh, culpable for the death of Jesus Christ, when that's simply not the case. Uh, it, it was the leadership of the Jews, and it's important for us to know that so we don't fall into anti-Semitic thoughts or behavior uh, or anything that said, oh, the Jewish people are to blame. No, that's not what this is saying at all. For if anybody just came up to you and said, you know, uh, you know, report to me who that was who made you wear that blue denim shirt today. What are you talking about? You know, you have no authority over me to ask me who wore that denim shirt. Only The only authority over that person would have been those in leadership within the temple. That's the Pharisees, the scribes, the elders. So I'm sure that's not surprising to you, but it, I think it's an important point uh, just to start with. So a couple of points, and I'm going to, I mean, this gospel has kind of a hinge within it, didn't it? Um, the first part about the healing and the second part about, okay, who's the one who did the healing? So let's just look at the first part. I want to make a point there, then I'll make a point to the second part. And, uh, and let us just chew on it. Because really, that's, that's what the gospel's for. I, I, brothers and sisters, you know this. I'm not here to tell you what the gospel means. I, I'm here to hopefully ask questions and invite us deeper and therefore allow the Holy Spirit uh, and us the rest of the day to simply chew on the word really, to use it like gristle. I mean, honestly, that's, that's the deal. So there's a feast in Jerusalem, and Jesus goes there. Now, yesterday, he was in uh, Galilee. The day before, he was in Samaria. I mean, so Jesus is not afraid to be on the move. He is not sedentary. That's an important thing. I think we, Reed, Joe, me, can be very sedentary at times. I, I'm a homebody, and I like being one. But, but I think it's important if we, if we take our cue from our Savior that, that we can't be afraid to get out amongst the people and wherever that is, wherever the people are gathering. This time they're in Jerusalem. So there's a, a pool in uh, Jerusalem called Bethesda. Now, what legend had it uh, is that every now and then an angel would come down and dip its wing, dip its, its hand, whatever, into the pool, stir it. And therefore, the first one to get in the pool would would receive a healing. So that's what's going on here. But here's what I want us to focus on and and chew upon today. Around this pool, in one of these five porticos, uh, and that's just, you know, kind of a a section, uh, under one of these, uh, you know, sections uh, near the pool, were the ill, the blind, the lame, the crippled, the outcasts. 
And they were right there in the heart of, of this important place. When's the last time, my friends, you and I, and Jesus walks among these people, by the way. When's the last time you and I have walked among those who were on the fringes? The ill, the blind, the lame, the crippled. When have we done that? Um, again, I, I just look at Jesus. Gosh, he wasn't afraid to do those things. Because that's where people knew. I'll say who they were. They didn't have any pretenses and, uh, and what they were in need of. And that's why I love this question that Jesus asks. So he went up to one particular person who he knew had been lying there for a long time, had been ill for a long time, 38 years ill. He didn't mean he was lying there for 38 years. I'm sure he came and went. But um, 38 years, my friends. And, and you know, again, I, I look at me and I think, if I'm ill, now granted, I understand men and, and women carry pain differently. <laughs> I've, been, I've been recently reminded of that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I can be ill for 38 minutes and I'm thinking this is, this is terrible. How can I deal with this? This man dealt with this for 38 years. And again, it just invites us to, to know, listen, my friends, whatever you're going through today, uh, and I, and I know what I'm saying is true, even though I don't do it well. So please know that, that, that I'm not, uh, this is not, I'm, I've, I've made it to that, that level, and you can, you can remind me. Whatever we're going through today, it doesn't mean when we bring it to God, it immediately is going to go away. I am sure this gentleman brought it to God numerous times within those 38 years, but he lived with it, and he didn't give up. You know, this persistence that he had to still attempt to get to that pool when it was stirred, even after 38 years, knowing the chances of him getting there are... are Slim and none, and as they say, slim just left town, you know. That that but he didn't it didn't stop him from hope. So whatever's going on within you, if you feel like it's been there for a while, if that's a cloud that you're under, if you feel like you're 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 dealing with maybe it is a a physical malady, maybe it it's a it's an emotional one, maybe it's you know, a, a relational one. I whatever it is, I think we that idea of persistence. That idea to say, listen, on God's time, not on ours, but God is present in the midst of it. And healing is the signpost. That's where Jesus is pointing today. Uh, that, that God is healer, even in the midst of our maladies, even in the midst of our illnesses, in the midst of our persistence, in the midst of our years, that our God is here. Um, even in the midst of what may seem hopeless, and so Jesus asks him the million-dollar question, brothers and sisters, which may seem like a silly one, but I think it is the exact question. And he says, do you want to be well? Right? Which, I mean, you may think, that's dumb. Of course he does. Why else would he be there trying to get, do you want to be well? Brothers and sisters, if Jesus looked at us today, in the midst of whatever's going on within us, in the midst of the wheat and the weeds that we carry. And he said, listen, it's going to take work to get rid of those weeds. Do you want to get rid of them? How would we answer? I know how we'd 
the correct answer. The correct answer is, yeah, of course. But have we become comfortable with them? Have we become, uh, you know, in relation with them? Do we know ourselves based on them to some degree? Um, and for whatever reason, they help give us an identity or, or something? Jesus looks at us and says, do you want to be well? Because if we do, it takes our action along with Jesus's. He's not just going to wave a magic wand. He invites us into that persistence. Again, we participate in the building of the kingdom of God. That's first and foremost within us, right? Of course. Do we want to be well? Or have we grown comfortable um, with who we are and where we are in the midst? Uh, every, do the weeds somehow look attractive to us in the midst of the wheat? Oh, they give it color. They give it variety. They give it, you know, these whatever buds that, uh, you know, the wheat's just golden. Hey, they give it these, this off color. Have we become comfortable with that? And do we want to be comfortable with that? Or do we want to be made well? Last point. Let's go to the second half, and, uh, and then we'll try to get done here and finish up in about 20 today. Um, so this is, is the Sabbath, of course. You know, and Jesus knows what he's doing. Uh, and it's almost like Jesus is being coy here this whole time. He tells the, the man when he, after he's, he's healed him, he says, you know, rise, pick up your mat and walk. And he knows it's the Sabbath. He knows the minute you pick up your mat, that's considered work. You can't work on the Sabbath, right? That's one of the man-made laws around keep holy the Sabbath. Now, Jesus, again, is going to say, hey, you guys are minimizing the Sabbath. There, there's something larger here. And in healing, God brought about healing on the Sabbath. And, and that is far more important. You know, that's what the Sabbath is about, right? That's honoring God by being fully who we are, fully alive. You're not getting it, people. And uh, not you. Yeah, Jesus is saying that to, to, the, to the people. I mean, he's, at least he's implying that in saying, you know, rise, pick up your mat and walk. And, of course, that offends the, the leadership within the temple. And they, they can't get beyond the minutiae. Now, we may look at that and say, boy, are they blind. But I'd argue, my friends, that, that I don't know how different you and I are. Now, again, maybe you are. Well, let me just point this arrow at me and, and, and look in the mirror. I don't know how different I am. Because I can get lost in the middle of whatever small thing is going on within my life. Whatever frustration or anxiety or, or hurt, or, you know, something that I wasn't given that maybe there was a slight injustice, or whatever it is, and I can get caught up in that, and I can miss the beauty right in front of me. What is that beauty? Maybe it's the sunset. Maybe it's the sun shimmering off the water, as it was the other day. Maybe it's the beauty of creation and the buds that are, are beginning to come out, uh, certainly in the South. Um, maybe it is the, the beauty of of a love right around me, whether that's my spouse or my children or friendships. I, you know, brothers and sisters, God's magnificence and, and the ultimate of, of what the Sabbath is inviting us to, which is, again is to invite us to be this fullness, 
and, and, and to recognize the fullness of God's wonder and creation and goodness in others and in creation itself and in our abilities and all this stuff. And we lose it in the midst of these small things. If you're like me, and maybe you are, maybe you're not, but if you're like me, I know I'm like the elders of the Jewish people here who can swallow the gnat as they, they you know, what is it, strain a gnat and swallow the camel, I guess is the better analogy here is I can just get caught up in the minutiae. You're carrying your mat on the Sabbath and miss the grandeur of God that took place, which is this, this person was made whole. And that is the glory of God. And that honors God on the Sabbath. So I'd invite us, brothers and sisters, just to chew on those points. Do we, do we miss the large, the largesse, the beauty, the wonder, the goodness of God? in the midst of our smallness. And, uh, and do we wish to be made well? Or have we become comfortable with those areas of our life that are darkened, that are filled with cobwebs or, or sharp angles, um, and that don't receive a lot of light? But we know they're there and we just keep just keep them there because there's a comfort in that? Uh, Or do we wish to be well? Some things for us to ponder today as we go about our day. So my friends, let's pray. We begin as we begin all things in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you on this Tuesday. Have a wonderful day. Be well and God's peace.